1: Anyway, there you have it, the key moments from the speeches today. Pascal Donoghue and Michael McGrath, Ministers for Finance and Public Expenditure, respectively, for the moment. They're about to flip the current Minister for Public Expenditure, future Minister for Finance. Michael McGrath is going to be with me in just under an hour's time. Right now, though, I'm joined by our political correspondent uh, from Leinster House, Sean Defoe. Uh, Sean, can you talk us through some of the facts and figures we heard there in more detail?
2: Yeah, so as you mentioned, the biggest budget in the history, of the stage total package of over £11 billion in the end, so it was 6.8 odd of, of the concurrent spending, so spending that you're not going to have to only find this year, but you're going to have to find every year uh, to come, and then another €4.4 billion euro total in these once-off cost-of-living measures in uh, the, the big package that we're seeing. So I suppose the big spends, social welfare, €2.1 billion, euro going to split between cost-of-living uh, measures, and then the long-term social welfare hikes, €12 euro a week, across the dole and the state pension and other areas and then €500 payments to carers, people with a disability, working family allowance recipients, the four euros euro one-off payment on the fuel allowance and bringing loads more people in there. You've got the higher education budget, which is quite significant, €1,000 discount on third level fees and then €500 discount sort of going forward throughout the years. Double payment on the SUSE grant increases in the SUSE grant. Health budget is sort of interesting, record health budget yet again as it is every year because the cost of doing health just keeps on going up. So Stephen Donnelly they got 1.15 billion in the budget but most of that was just cost of standing still and doing everything he did this year again next year plus actual wages uh, growth so we only had about 250 million to play with and that's going to give more than 400,000 people GP visit cards for next year assuming that the, the GPs are there to manage that of course abolishing hospital fees for adults which is a very significant one particularly for people who have to go into hospital cancer patients for example on a regular basis throughout the year, uh, the year and then funding as well for the likes of IVF for an extension to the free contraception scheme to women up to the age of 30 and then you've got like, lots of different bits uh, throughout it so I think some of the new points may be that we had not the full detail of throughout the uh, or before the budget in all the different leaks there vacant property tax was confirmed by Pascal Donahue that's going to be three times the rate of the local property tax for homes that are empty for, uh, for, for or are occupied rather for less than 30 days in a year confirmation that the excise reduction on fuel is going to be kept carbon tax Tax is going up, which would be a cost of two cent a litre on diesel and on petrol. But they're scrapping uh, the NORA, the oil reserve levy, which means that uh, conveniently that's worth two cent a litre as well. So it would basically mean no change. Tax on concrete blocks was an interesting one that hadn't really been flagged. It had been talked about as part of the micro redress story. And that's where the 80 million euro raise from that is going to come. And then something of a, I wouldn't say quite a reprieve for the hospitality sector, but a, a little cliffhanger for them, because Pascal Dunne, who said that uh, at, at, current plans, the current reduced VAT rate of hospitality is due to end on the 28th of of February 2023. But he didn't say it was exactly going up to to 13.5% and in the last hour, over Overadker sort of left the door open to maybe that reduced rate being kept. So a small bit of a reprieve maybe for them, uh, a wait and see, kick to touch.
1: All right, Sean, listen, thanks a million for for talking us through that. I know uh, various opposition politicians and different lobby groups uh, out in force having their say, and we will touch base with Sean a little bit later in the the show, the hard-shoulder listener having their say as well. Hi Kieran, i I'm delighted with the budget. I'm a widow with a special needs daughter and the government made a special effort to help us. Sinn Féin are never satisfied. Well, O'No Brin of Sinn Féin is going to be in studio in a few minutes' time. We'll find out whether he is satisfied. This listener says, I feel disgusted by today's budget. I'm a low earner. I earn 30 grand a year. Seeing my friends and people I know getting their cut-offs raised to 40 grand, it just seems as if it's a budget for people who are already doing okay and absolutely nothing has been done for the likes of workers like myself. I genuinely believe I'm better off on the dole. And this listener simply asks, after all this dies off, the excitement of spending all of our money, do you still think there'll be a downturn in the economy and and a recession? I don't know. I do not know the answer to that. We're going to have plenty of experts on the show between now and seven who might know the answer. I tend to agree with my colleague Shane Coleman a little bit earlier here in the afternoon on News Talk when he suggested it is hard to imagine €11 billion being injected into the economy and it not having an inflationary effect and if inflation outpaces growth well then it doesn't really matter whether we slip into recession you're going to have stagnation but anyway i will leave analysis like that to the experts speaking of experts kevin Deveny is a tax director with grant thornton and he joins me now kevin you're very welcome uh, to the show um the Thank income you. tax changes you might talk us through uh, how the bands have been tweaked and to what degree it will make some people better off
0: Hi, Karen, Yeah, the, uh, at a high level, the, uh, the the standard band is is moving from the current position of €36,800 to €40,000. So, in effect, uh, there's a difference there of €640 Euro or there, thereabouts in a single person's uh, pocket um, on a given year. Um, so, on top of that, so that's the, the, the significant piece there. Uh, but there's also been slight adjustments to the personal tax credits, POE credits, and CARES credits, so the personal tax and the POE credit are, are shifting from 1700 to 1775, so they are... Uh, s- smaller adjustments in previous years. They've they've moved up uh, by around 100 euro, so a slight uh, decrease there. Um, and the carriage credits in are, are going up as well. So that that's the income tax piece at a at a very high level in terms of the the, per- the individual. Um, there there is also um, changes at a USC um, level. F- uh, the two percent rate uh, is increasing from twenty one thousand two hundred eighty five euro to. 22,920. So uh, another positive change. uh, But that's just to take account of the the minimum wage uh, increasing so that those people don't come within the charge of USC. Um, There's also some changes... um, or uh, positive changes to uh, tax-free vouchers that can be given out to employees. So at the moment, uh, there's a €500 threshold there. That threshold is increasing to €1,000. So uh, there's a plus there for employees. Um, So
1: everyone's one-for-all voucher from their boss is going to be a grand this Christmas?
0: That's it exactly, Kieran. We we, we look forward to a good Christmas with that (laughs) €1,000, yeah. Um, Talk me through some of the VAT changes, Kevin. So the the main change, uh, I suppose, is is around the rates, um, and you, you'll be familiar with. You've, you just mentioned it before I, I jumped on that. Um, the intention, we'll call it, um, based on what Leo Veracar said um, earlier on, is to for the hospitality VAT rate to go from nine percent back to thirteen and a half percent. You're almost calling into question whether that will happen now based on those comments. But, And the, the rationale maybe behind that is the, the 9% was brought in back in place uh, around Budget 21. So it's been in place November 21. So it's been in place for almost two years at a cost of nearly a billion euro. So that could be the kind of the, the impetus that's there for the minister to do what he's doing. Um, it's due to expire obviously on the 25th of February, but... It, Certain sectors within or certain sectors that are that ha- the, the, the VAP rate is applicable to that obviously covers the hotel hospitality tourist theaters hairdressers cinemas, mm. so different parts of the, the economy that that the nine percent applies to they 're going to have different margins, some of which will be bigger and some of them will be quite tight, particularly the food industry and i suppose given the inflationary pressures that are now on this business those businesses have, have just come out of covid they've recovered from that but they're now going into the sensitivity of managing prices of their inputs to deliver their ultimate good or service mm. so so it's going to vary from business to business as to how and whether they pass on if you know, the, the, nine, or the 13.5% rate when it comes back in place on the 1st of March, presuming okay. what Flavor Varadkar has said.
1: I, I just, uh, w- one other tax change I just want to very briefly uh, get your take on, uh, the vacant property tax and just because it has been talked about uh, an awful lot and long demanded by opposition parties. I, w- w- what has been announced today though by government, I don't think we could call it an ev- a radical overhaul of the tax system or the property tax system, could we? It, it's, it's, it's a fairly minor tweak.
0: It, it is, and I think uh, the, the the value that it's actually going to bring to the exchequer is, is quite small. Um, it's not going to be. Uh, it, I think it's it's going to be in around uh, three million euros. So it's it's you'd, you'd okay. have to question. What the measure is actually going to bring, what, what, what message the government are actually sending, um, like, and again, you'd wonder and you'd look at the thirty day threshold as to how that's going to be administered. Like, it is going to be a self assessment tax, so it's up to the individual yeah. to d- determine. So, so, so
1: someone with what, a holiday home who, who went on a twenty nine day holiday is 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 I mean, you sudden, could imagine be sorely tempted to just say, well, actually, we were there thirty
0: exactly and and how you actually kind of quantify that you know yeah. it's it's all very kind of individualized
1: well listen, we are going to touch base again Kevin, I know a little bit later in the show and uh, uh, people out there will have questions though about how the different decisions today might impact them and we will try as much as we can to get those questions answered by our experts like Kevin at Grant Thornton between now and 7 o'clock. So keep those questions coming on 53106 some of them already coming in. Uh, Kevin Devaney is a tax director with Grant Thornton. Uh, the budget is balanced to this listener and prudent and maintains credibility in the Irish finance system. But I'm sure the Mary Lou's, the Pierce Doherty's, the Paul Murphy's will take their usual pot shots as is their wanted anything the government does. At least we have stability for now. On the other side of the fence, someone here on 53106 says, This budget is a disgrace. I'm a foster parent that has 20 years. There has been no increase in foster payments since 2009 because there are only just over 2,000 foster parents in Ireland. Not enough of us to make a difference when they're looking for votes. Shame on them. Ireland's most vulnerable, our children in need now, have to be left in neglect and fear in their homes because there's a huge shortage of foster parents. It is too expensive now to take on foster children. This is just not acceptable. And Noel in Blessington gives a very simple assessment of today's budget. Beware of Greeks bearing gifts. Noel, thank you for the text. 53106, the number.
0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4. On News Talk.
1: Sarah Meredith is with me now, Tax Director with Grant Thornton. Sarah, huge amount of questions uh, coming in. Keep them coming, I should say, to people at home if they have any queries about how the budget impacts them. 53106. John says, Hi, I've already paid my university fees for 2022-2023. Will there be a rebate or a refund? I've applied for tax credit for the payment and it's been processed by Revenue.
3: Hi, good evening, Kieran. Yes, so the benefit of this announcement is a one-off reduction to the value of €1,000 on the student contribution. It applies for the 2022-2023 academic year, a once-off payment, as I said. However, there's no details um, on the mechanics. We do expect there to be a rebate mechanism, but the detail on it has not emerged, so it will follow in the coming days, we expect.
1: All right, okay, so John, keep your powder dry, but there will be more detail uh, coming. Somebody else, Sarah says I'm a renter saving up to buy my own home. How long is the help to buy scheme set to be extended to, and what are any other supports being offered to renters in the upcoming months?
3: Yes, so the help to buy scheme, that's been extended for further two years. So it will apply until the end of 2024. The rebate, um, it's up to 30,000 for first-time buyers and it applies on qualifying properties for values of 500,000 or less and it's only applicable to new properties. There's a few important kind of nuances to flag with it. The relief is the lesser of 30,000, 10% of the purchase price or the income tax paid in the four years prior to application. So it is important to note that it's only applicable to people within the the tax net and equally it doesn't apply to cash buyers.
1: Okay. uh, So for
3: that individual as well, sorry, Kieran. No, go on, um, go on. One other thing that he may be able to avail of until he's in a fortunate position to buy his property is the rent credit. So that's the credit that's got a lot of uh, coverage today. A credit of €500 per year on your principal private residence, which applies for 2023 and the subsequent year. But there is commentary out there that it may also be claimed in respect of rent that was actually paid this year. So in 2022.
1: All right. Okay. So there is something there for that listener. Uh, One more for the moment, uh, Sarah, but this just a a, a smattering of the text. Loads and loads of questions coming in. People wondering how it affects them. Will there be any tax relief for those earning 30 grand or less? Will they be entitled to the fuel allowance?
3: So that an individual earning 30,000 should receive an um, additional 191 euros in their take on pay over the year. Um, they won't be in a position to avail of those increased standard rate bands, unfortunately, but that tax saving will come from the two tax credit increases of 75 euro and tweaks to the USC. Um, The rent credit may also have application to that individual, depending on whether they're renting or not. And in terms of the fuel allowance, um, a person on that level of income is unlikely to qualify for the fuel allowance.
1: Okay, Uh, so bad news on the fuel allowance, but you will get a few extra bob in the pocket over the course of a year if you're earning less than 30 grand. Uh, Sarah, in terms of the property tax changes, the different measures announced today, what's your assessment?
3: Yeah, so I think on the tax side, we've seen five key changes um, introduced on the property side. If I just summarise kind of at a high level initially, Kieran. So we have a stamp duty rebate, and that's where you acquire a site and develop it into residential property so you can generate a tax refund on the back of that. And that's been extended. We have the tax credit for renters that we've spoken about a lot worth around €500. That helped to buy scheme that I also mentioned. That's been extended for two years Another change is the pre-letting expenditure. So that's a tax relief targeted at landlords. And the way it works is you can reduce your pre-letting expenditure against your rental income. So that was previously 5,000 and it's moving to 10,000. However, the vacancy period is also been reduced. So it's moving from 12 months to six months. So I think you can see the government's kind of ambition to get properties into the market and do any pre-letting work quicker and release those properties onto the market. And then the fifth um, kind of change in the tax side is the vacant homes tax. And that's a tax that will be based on three times the rate of your local property, ta- local property tax. It will be self-assessed and collected through revenue. The tax take is anticipated mm. to be quite low, three to four million. And the definition of what is a vacant property is if a property has been empty for more than 30 days in a 12 month period.
1: Uh, and that's uh, self-declared. I understand. It's all the honest brokers out there who stayed in their holiday home for twenty-nine days. Uh, they have been warned. I mean, there's an honesty box uh, at play here. Sarah, listen. Thanks a million for talking to us through that and answering those questions. Uh, Sarah will be back with us along with some of her colleagues a little bit later. If you have questions, keep them coming. Five three one zero six. We we'll get the news headlines now. Here's Andrew.
0: The hard shoulder with Kieran Cudahy with Nissan weekdays from four on news talk